IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. This episode is presented in partnership with CrowdStrike. When it comes to cyber attacks, recovery is a vital piece of the puzzle. And through an intelligence-led recovery approach, action can be taken more quickly to eradicate threats, and ultimately the cost and time of recovering is reduced. To discuss what recovery means for the insurance industry, we're joined by Adam Catini, Director of Business Development with CrowdStrike, and Eric Bodkin, who leads the delivery of endpoint recovery services with CrowdStrike. Hello, and welcome to IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. I'm Alicia Gradkowska, Senior News Editor at Insurance Business, and in this episode, we'll be talking all about intelligence-led recovery following cyber incidents with the help of two cyber experts from CrowdStrike. Alongside me, I have Adam Cotini, Director of Business Development at CrowdStrike, and Eric Bodkin, who leads the delivery of endpoint recovery services for CrowdStrike. It's great to have you both here today. Hi, thank you. Great to have you as well. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to discuss trends in incident response and recovery costs, what an intelligence-led recovery approach actually entails, and the benefits for businesses in implementing this type of approach. So let's get started with some insight first on incident response and recovery costs. Eric and Adam, can you please shed some light on how those costs have evolved in recent years, specifically how they've impacted the cyber insurance community? Sure thing. Um, basically, the, um, the, the, the key focus for the insurance community is that the, uh, the incident response uh, threat landscape has evolved tremendously um, to a point where the costs themselves for both incident response and recovery have escalated since, for, since five years ago till today. Uh, in particular, the recovery cost component of the discussion is reasonably new to the insurance communities that they're experiencing these costs at a rapid pace much more expensive than they had experienced in the last two years. Um, these costs themselves are escalating for many reasons, but primarily it's because of the way the, uh, the events themselves have materialized and they have actually grown in size because the approach taken to deal with these events is sort of, I would say, 2000s. Eric, why don't you add to that? Yeah, so, you know, what I typically see or what we've uh, typically seen is is a lot of wasted costs, um, which continue to drive up the the cost for for recovery in our organizations. Um, we'll, we'll go over it in a little bit more detail in, in kind of subsequent questions. But what we found is that a lot of organizations make decisions um, and perform actions against those decisions um, for things that they that they don't need to. Um, uh, as part of the recovery process. Um, for example, um, just because your account credentials are compromised as part of an incident doesn't mean you need to tear down uh, and rebuild your Active Directory domain. So it's things like that that, you know, there's unavoidable costs during during recovery, um, but one of the things that drives that up are, are avoidable costs that an intelligence-led recovery approach can shed some light on and, and help the organizations make those decisions that are going to, um, you know, best enable them to get back up and running. Yeah, these these costs themselves that the insurance community are experiencing, um, they're they're sort of they're sort of experiencing an older approach to the pro to the to the problem, and uh, and the intelligence-led rep- approach, which is a newer concept requires a, a certain vision. 
Uh, and that vision on, at the onset of an event itself can materially impact in a positive manner the outcome, especially the cost outcome, um, let alone the fact that it becomes a better customer experience if you take a better approach from the onset. But the impact on costs themselves can be materially impacted if you take an intelligence-led rapid recovery approach rather than the tear it down and rebuild it approach that's most commonly used to to get through a, a cyber attack that we've been seeing in the most recent period of time. Great, Adam. Well, why don't we jump into then, what is an intelligence-led recovery approach? What does it entail? The approach itself is, is, a philosophic, is philosophically an approach that starts out with a vision, uh, utilizing the, uh, the great intelligence that may reside within an organization performing the service, and then in, encapsulating that around the expertise of that entity with a tool set that that is used to gain vision into the environment. So the approach that we put forth is one that uses intel, vision, and expertise to rapidly review an environment, identify the the scope of the event, and then take that environment down to a manageable to a manageable um, solution so that you can deal with the event in pieces. One can be taking an operational approach, which is where we want to go with a rapid recovery approach and saying, hey, I have an environment here that we can call down and get this and get this particular environment running fast within a first within the first 24, 48 to 72 hours. And there's another piece of the environment that might have to have a different approach applied to it. The intelligence rapid recovery approach addresses both of these by identifying it with vision and using a tool with vision to make rapid and, and intelligent excuse me, rapid and intelligent decisions at the onset of an event. And were there any other components or steps involved in this approach that you want to highlight or perhaps how it differs from that other recovery response that you've mentioned as well? Yeah, so one of the things that I would highlight here, um, you know, and Adam said it here a second ago, but really the the trifecta that we feel is necessary for this intelligent-led recovery approach are three things. And, and, and to you know, very clearly point, point those out, it's you have to have the right technology, uh, you have to have the intelligence uh, around the event, knowing what happened, potentially who was doing it, uh, as well as the, the expertise and the experience from the people performing these actions for you to effectively recover from a cybersecurity incident. Now, you, you don't have to have all three of those, um, I would argue that technology is probably the most important, and if you don't have the right technology, then the rest will fail. Um, but if you don't have the intelligence or the experience, you can still get the recovery operations done. You can still get your environment up and running, except it might take you, instead of 24 to 48 hours, it might take you two weeks, three weeks. Instead of two weeks or three weeks, if you do an intelligence-led approach and it's a you know pretty um, you know, complex attack that you're trying to recover from, now you're looking at maybe uh, a couple months in order to recover that. So really it's, it's applying those three pillars uh, of, uh, of uh, intelligent-led recovery, which is, which is what our service uh, provides for our customers. And, you know, if you don't have those, then um, what, what, the, what the net impact is, is this. If, if you don't have the proper technology, then you're going to lack the ability to detect and remove the adversary, the threat actor, uh, from your network. 
right? And in addition to that, in addition to the detections and the preventions, if you don't have the proper tools to provide you the telemetry around active and historical behavior in your network, then any of the decisions that you make moving forward from a recovery effort are also incomplete. For example, if you look at traditional AV and the traditional approach, you get a detection that says something bad happened on your system. Well, as a responder, as someone who is driving the delivery and the recovery uh, for that organization, that alert tells you something bad happened, um, but it doesn't give you any additional information, right? It doesn't give you where it came from, how it got there, uh, changes that it made to this system, both ongoing and historical. So now when you take that information that you have and you as the leader, or if you're providing this to your incident leaders, they have to make decisions based off of that. And with that incomplete data, what happens is people don't know what to do. So they do a knee jerk reaction and say they reimage that system. Right now for one system, for two systems, three systems, you know, a handful of systems, that's, that's okay, right? I would still argue that it's an ineffective and inefficient approach, but now what happens if the incident impacted tens, hundreds, tens of thousands of systems in your network, and you have that same alert and that same lack of contextual information? Well, that's what leads to month-long uh, traditional recovery approaches where an organization comes in, starts reimaging everything, starts rebuilding things, where on the flip side, with an intelligent-led recovery approach and having all that contextual information, you can provide the leaders of the incident recovery process with very insightful information, where the impacts are, what happened, what needs to occur to get back up and running and do it safely, and now you can start making these decisions within hours uh, as opposed to, again, the, the kind of traditional approach of weeks to months. Yeah, and this philosophy is so important to understand because this actually impacts cost. And, and so if you're looking at it from an insurance cost perspective, you know, you're looking at not only just extra expenses associated with doing it an old fashioned way. Uh, so therefore you're tearing down, rebuilding, reimaging, uh, but you're also putting delays into the process, which could lead to business interruption. Uh, what we're finding is, is that there is a incredibly large delta between following an intelligence led rapid recovery approach and then and just doing it the old fashioned way. And, and, and the key component of really getting down to how to approach the environment is having a vision. And as Eric mentioned previously, one of the major decision-making criteria used in this intelligence-led approach is using the technology itself to give you the vision and make those, those decisions that only that technology is really being able to provide. So why is it advantageous for both cyber insurers as well as insurers to implement this type of approach given the current cyber risk landscape? Yeah, so, you know, really what the focus of this, this discussion has been so far uh, has, has been more around the, the intelligent decision-making and identification phase of, of incident recovery, right? Using the technology, using your experience, expertise, and intelligence to, to really take that down from weeks to days from the interruption, the cost to your critical operations so that you can continue as a business. But one of the things that we really haven't touched on, which, which is really the thing that's most near and dear to my heart, is the ineffectiveness 
of an organization to truly know if they got the threat actor out of their network, if the threat actor is attempting to, to continue to attack the network, or really what the status is there. What we see from a traditional recovery approach, to me, honestly boggles my mind, uh, if I'm being honest here. And that is, we see all the recovery approach, we see them rebuilding their systems, or recovering from backup if they have them, and, and a number of other steps. But then, as soon as they do this, the first thing they do from a security perspective is, is one of two things. They either rerun the same antivirus solution that they had. Sure, they might do a, a deep scan or whatever that product, um, you know, uh, claims that, you know, that that deep scan does. Um, but if that deep scan comes back negative, then a lot of organizations take the comfort in knowing that, oh, okay, well, we're good. There's nothing else in here. Which the reason that boggles my mind is obviously because it's the same technology that failed to detect and prevent the attack in the start. So why do you have any confidence that another scan of the environment using the same tool uh, is going to provide any any different outcomes? Um, so some organizations then kind of double down on that uh, effort and bring in kind of a secondary point in time scanning tool um, to kind of do something very similar. But as long as both of those come back negative, they fully assume that their environment is safe and clean and there's no more threat actor behavior. Now, we've seen this on numerous engagements. Uh, if you stay up to date in the cyber community, you know, looking at different news articles, you see this in the press all the time. And that's one of two things. Either the threat actor continuing to perform effects in that network weeks or months later, or in some cases, what we've seen is kind of this ransomware as a service or, or kind of cyber as a service thing where it might not even be the same threat actor who impacted your network the first time. They want to make a little additional money, so they sell it off to someone else who uses that same avenue of access, and they come in to do their thing. So two different ransomware streams. Um, and so, you know, we, we don't see this all the time, but we see this with a high enough frequency, you know, to where one of the most important pieces that we've talked about just to kind of bring this full circle is in addition to the the, the, the technical recovery pieces that that is more of a traditional IT process bringing you know bringing your files back up bringing your system back up uh, recovering from backup things like that is you absolutely have to figure out and and prove that you've gotten the threat actor out of your network and you've closed off the access that allowed them to get there in the first place the impact that this has on the insurance companies as well as the insured is a double cost, right? We've, we've, we've been working with organizations that this happened the first time. They, you know, they spend two weeks of 16 hour days plus getting these systems back up online so the business can continue to make money. Everybody's tired. Everybody's exhausted, right? Um, that's cost. That's time. That's expenses that now the insurance companies are picking up part of their policy. And once everybody has that collective sigh of relief, thinking that it's over, it comes back in and it happens again because they never address the root cause or the threat actor in the network. So now people are up for another two more weeks, sleepless, tired, double the cost, double the time, double the impact to, to business operations and double the cost to the insurance organization. So, um, you know, long story short, you know, this intelligent led recovery not only helps you get back up and running faster, but it provides that validation that you're no longer at risk to continued impact 
and that saves both the insurance company and the insured a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of tears. <laughs> I love it. I want to add one thing to it, if you don't mind. Um, I, be you know, I believe that the this is a benefit for the insureds and the insurance companies because there is a cost benefit. There is a confidence to return to operations, and there's a much better customer experience using an intelligence-led rapid recovery process. Certainly an important topic to shine light on today, uh, but that's all we have time for right now. So thanks everyone for listening in and Eric and Adam for speaking with me today on this. I'm Alicia Gradkowska and this has been IBA Talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of IBA Talk. For more about cyber response and recovery, visit crowdstrike.com. That's www.crowdstrike.com for more. Follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for the latest episodes.